Coca-Cola Company, Keurig Dr. Pepper, and PepsiCo are bringing consumers more choices with less sugar than ever before. From sparkling, flavored, and bottled waters to zero-sugar sports drinks, teas, and sodas, consumers are taking advantage of these choices. In fact, nearly 60% of beverages sold contain zero sugar. To learn more, visit balanceus.org. For wisdom and not reason When you pray Let his name be your petition When you pray When you pray Oh, when you pray Pray, pray Lord, show us the way Show us I'm a new Lord. 
battle-ready prayer. Praises be to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Holy One of Israel, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I give you thanks and praise for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. I give thanks for a mind to pray, a heart to seek your face, and authority to bring my members into subjection. I thank you for this moment and the opportunity that each day brings. I know that each day is special, and I am empowered with unlimited potential. There are no ceilings on my life, obstacles that cannot be overcome, or barriers that can stand in my way. In fact, this is the greatest day of my life, and I am free to exercise all of the gifts and talents you have blessed me with. My hopes and dreams can manifest today, and I approach this moment with great expectation for miracles, breakthrough, and deliverance. I stand before you, Lord, naked, offering no excuses or justifications for my shortcomings and weaknesses. I come, Lord, seeking your standard and not those of men. I pray that you will forgive me my sins, known and unknown. Forgive every thought, deed, action, motive, or intent of my heart that is not lined up with your word, your will, or your calling and purpose for my life. Please forgive secret faults and uproot any seed of discontent that has been planted in my life. Forgive me, Lord, if I have held back the tide, and give me a heart to restore every person that I have wronged. Just as you forgive me, I forgive those that have wronged me, and I let go of any art, bitterness, or ill will that I have healed in my heart. I will not allow sin and bitterness to cut off the flow of blessings into my life. I repent right now in the name of Jesus, and I receive the power of the blood to cleanse me from all iniquity. I come before you, Lord, with a heart that is after your own, and a mind that has stayed on you. I thank you, Lord, for saving me from myself and the consequences of sin. I surrender, Lord, and give you total and complete reign over my life. I willingly submit to you in thanksgiving and praise. I thank you, Lord, for the relationship and fellowship that you have allowed me to share with you. I thank you for every moment, prayer, word, and opportunity to gain revelation and understanding concerning you. Forgive me for the times I have taken you for granted or moments where I have allowed my focus and discipline to slip. I choose you, Lord, in all of your benefits and denounce all ties and fellowship with the world. I have no place in the world and denounce everything that it offers. You have given me a choice, Lord, and I choose to be in covenant with you. I have crossed the line of no return, and I will not look back. Each day I am getting more and more like you and growing further and further from this world. 
My reality in Christ is more real than what my natural eyes behold. And I know that you are not a million miles away. You are right here with me every step of the way. I will have confidence in you, Lord, concerning every situation I face, every decision I make, and every temptation in my path. Give me an ear, Lord, to hear your instruction, eyes that will not be deceived, and a heart that will remain faithful. My life has been built on the foundation that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You died on the cross for my sins and your blood was shed for me. I exercise total faith and confidence in my belief that death was powerless to hold you in the grave and that you rose again and resurrected every dead thing. I receive your resurrection power and declare that there is no dead thing in my life. I speak life in all things pertaining to me. Even now, Lord, I pray that you will breathe life into my relationships, my home, my dreams, my career, and my calling and purpose. Let there be no cracks in my foundation and restore every bone that has been broken. I pray, Lord, that dead branches be pruned for me and my harvest bear much fruit. I offer no resistance and pray that all ungodly distractions be pruned for me, whether they are people, unhealthy relationships, environments, dead situations, ungodly influences, or anything that is not expedient for me. I distance myself right now from every dead thing and release them from my life in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that I have inherited life through your sacrifice, forgiveness for my sins through your blood, revelation through your word, and I have been empowered by your spirit. I take precious time, Lord, to fully grasp and consider what my relationship with you means. Help me to never lose sight of the fact that I have an adversary that must be fought each day. My adversary is the world and Satan, who is the prince of this world. The world around me is not my home, and each day it becomes more a reflection of Satan, its prince. I am not ignorant to Satan's devices, and I understand that the world is designed for my destruction. The allurement of pleasure and the temptations that cross my eyes are for the purpose of robbing me of everything I have inherited through Christ. Every trap, every lust, and the pride that is in the world are set against me on all sides. The hope that I have is in patiently walking according to your word and staying firm to the covenant I have made with you. The world cannot strip me of my authority, but I can hand it over. I will not be deceived by what I see, hear, or how I feel. If it is not of God, then it is for my destruction. Help me, Lord, to see the spirit behind the temptation. The word tells me that Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus comes that I might have life and have it more abundantly. I rebuke and bind every influence that seeks to draw me away from you. For it is nothing more than a gateway to hell and will rob me of my eternal destiny. Father, I know you are able to do all things, and there is nothing that is impossible for you. Right now, Lord, I remember my first love, and I am prepared today to exercise faith in the light of circumstances. Sacrifice my own wants and desires in order to embrace yours. Stand on the word of God, even if it causes me to be peculiar. Deny my flesh and feelings, regardless of the temptation, and not make decisions based on what I see or think. I will forget about the past and press towards the mark. I will walk as a prophet of God, put my head up, and if nobody is there to encourage me, then I will encourage myself. I will not be ashamed to follow the examples of Christ, even in the face of persecution, to think differently in the light of the negative labels and slander I may endure. Nor will I be afraid to take a stand in the minority, even if it seems as if the whole world is standing against me. I am willing to abstain when others are eager to participate, to speak out when my words may cause me to be ostracized, and to believe the Bible even when it is the unpopular thing to do. In other words, I am prepared to live like Jesus. I release my faith right now in the name of Jesus. 
whatever situation I'm in, whatever I'm dealing with, and regardless of what odds are against me, I will be steadfast and unmovable. I am an elite company and encompassed about by a great cloud of witnesses. The words of this prayer will comfort me, build up my spirit, man, and encourage me in the way. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and cast down Satan and his forces of darkness from any involvement, activity, or distractions in this prayer. I commission my angels to come against every thought, feeling, influence, and hindrance that is set against me. I stand in the gap for my family and friends and pursue the Lord with all of my heart. Even as I hear the words of this prayer, my body is regenerating itself. My body is preparing itself for another productive day. My body is developing according to your plan, and health is being released in all of my organs, tissue, bones, bodily systems, veins, arteries, and muscle. My brain is processing the information consistent with your word and filtering out everything that is not of you. My heart is being protected from all ungodly influences, and my innocence is being guarded. I have and will always have a sound mind that is saturated in your word. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke evil spirits from attaching to me in any way, shape, or form. They have no place, familiarity, or invitation in my life. They do not enter into my eyes, my ears, my mind, or my heart. My spirit, man, has victory over them all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and cast down and break all generational curses. I decree by the blood of the Lamb and the power given to me as joint heir with Jesus Christ that I will not be the victim of physical, mental, or emotional abuse, nor will I have, serve, or entertain idols or false gods. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I decree that I am not a covenant breaker, and my yea is yea and my nay is nay. I pray, Lord, that you protect me from all hurt, harm, pain, and danger, and those that mean me ill will. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I have the patience of Job, the meekness of Moses, the heart of David, the favor of Joseph, the ear of Samuel, the courage of Joshua, the wisdom of Daniel, the zeal of Peter, the love of John, the faithfulness of Abraham, and the boldness of Paul. I abide in the fruits of the Spirit all the days of my life, and even now these fruits are growing in me. Lord, help me to be a person of great faith, consistent in good deeds, and a constant encourager. I will continue to love you with all of my heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit, and to love my neighbor as myself. In the name of Jesus and the power of your blood, I pray, Lord, that you are first in everything that I do, and I have no priority greater than you all the days of my life. I am eternally connected to you and have an expectation in heaven. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that my face be before the Lord always and that your angels encamp around me and deliver me. Order my steps in the word and design my days according to your will. The Lord touches my mouth and puts his words in it. Lord, I will go wherever you send me and speak whatever you give me to speak. I am not afraid of their faces because your sword protects me at all times. Father, you are my sustainer, my provider, my comforter, my guide, my strength, and most of all, my friend. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I equip myself right now with the whole armor of God that I am covered from head to toe in every aspect of my life. There should be no parts of my life that are exposed on the inside or out, but all should be covered by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I put on the helmet of salvation. I have been redeemed from all traces of poverty and I rebuke and bind a poverty spirit. You supply all of my needs, and I am blessed all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus, I speak abundant harvest in my life. My bank accounts are overflowing, and my barns are full. The blessings of the Lord overtake and pursue me all the days of my life. 
I speak financial security and wholeness over my family and the perfect will of God in my life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and curse the spirit of death. I shall not see untimely death, nor shall death have any hold over me. I shall fulfill all of my days, months, hours, years, minutes, and seconds. I have divine order in my life, and death has no grip on me. A thousand shall fall by my side, and ten thousand by my right hand, but it shall not come nigh me. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, my feet are shod with the gospel of peace. Peace rests upon me and covers my mind and heart. I have peace in the midst of storms, chaos, and confusion. Your peace comforts me in times of trial and sustains me from being weary. It surpasses all understanding, rendering logic helpless, and my faith sustains me. Father, you are an awesome God. You are not a million miles away, but right here with me each and every day. You walk with me, talk with me, and guide me every step of the way. You love me, and I rest in you, and I know that you are my God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I have been empowered with the sword of the Spirit, and I have authority over all power of Satan. I rejoice and celebrate that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The sword of the Lord shall never depart from me, and I speak boldness into my spirit. I rebuke, bind, and cast down the spirit of fear. You have not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. When I walk through the waters, you are with me. When I go through the rivers, you help me. And when I pass through the fire, the flame does not kindle upon me. You have set your love upon me, and you protect me all the days of my life. The hands of protection rest on me, and your fire shall be in my spirit. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, the shield of faith is an extension of my arm. My faith shall not fail me. And I trust in the Lord with all of my heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. If you said it, then I know that you will do it. You shall not withhold any good thing from me, and you are able to perform your word in my life. I fortify my faith by releasing the promises of God into my life. Every word you have spoken concerning my destiny shall be established and come to pass, and my enemies shall not prevail against me. In the name of Jesus, I pray over my marriage. I pray that my marriage will continue to be everything that the Word of God called it to be. My marriage shall be built on faithfulness, trust, loyalty, and a mutual love of God. You shall be the head of my house, at the center of everything we do, and the Word of God shall be the binding and final authority in all matters. I am God's ambassador in my house, and I shall cover my spouse all the days of my life, through my word, examples, character, and deeds. My marriage is blessed and washed in the blood and shall weather any challenges that arise against it. Our love continues to grow stronger each day as the Lord allows us to see more of him in one another. If I am single, then I confess total contentment within myself, wholeness in my life, patience to wait on God, and security in Christ. I am a person of high self-esteem and significant value to the kingdom. I will not compromise my covenant with God, nor will I allow fear to cause me to operate in the fleshly realm. I exercise complete and total control over my mind, my will, and my emotions, and I do not leave any doors open for Satan to sneak in. I understand that every relationship is not for me. Every person does not have my best interests. All that glitters isn't gold, and every sugary thing is not sweet. In the name of Jesus, I will not be distracted by counterfeits and wolves in sheep's clothing. I will not lower my biblical expectations, nor will I give in to the pressures of the world. I have total confidence in God and the plan that he has for my life. In the name of Jesus, I surrender my children to you, Lord, and trust you to impart me with the ability and wisdom to raise them in the fear of the Lord. I make a commitment to my children to openly receive the instruction in your word on how to raise them, love them, and properly present them before you at that day. 
I pray that your calling and purpose will be fulfilled in them and ask that you guide and direct me in all matters concerning them. I shall be careful to represent you before them in everything that I say or do. I commit to live holy before them and set godly examples for them to follow. I shall not be a hypocrite and I shall practice what I preach. I shall be a provider and protector for them and make whatever sacrifices are necessary to ensure them a wonderful life. I shall fight to preserve their innocence and protect them from the brainwashing of the world. My expectation in them shall come to pass, and the blessings set out in your words shall be established in them. My children shall see you in everything that I say and do. In the name of Jesus, I seal my soul to the words of this covenant, that it is the declaration of my heart, that every word be lined up with the perfect will of God, and line by line with his understanding. Let the Lord Jesus Christ be the final arbitrator of my mind and heart, and that this covenant be in all ways pleasing in the sight of God. I thank you, Lord, that you love me and that you hear me. I thank you, Lord, for a mind to share intimate fellowship with you. I thank you that these words shall be established in my heart and mind, that they shall be a part of me and guide and direct my paths at all times. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity and this second chance. I look forward to your return, and I know that nothing that I have done or sacrifice has been in vain. Thank you for this life, who I am in Christ, and for all blessings you have bestowed upon me. Amen. 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 If you have just joined us, we thank you. You are listening to LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing with the Bible Study Hour. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the investigative judgment. First of all, we just want to thank you for joining us, and we just ask that the Holy Spirit continue to lead us and guide us in this Bible teaching and Bible study. Yes, we do. We want to thank you for joining us, and we just want the Lord to speak to us, which would be through His Word, and we hope that you have your Bibles open and uh, reading with us, and the Holy Spirit speak to you through the Word, too. Right That's here right. on the Bible study hour with um, Mr. Sweet Thing. Thank you for joining us. Amen. So we're going to go to 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 17. For the time has arrived for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the end of those who do not respect? or believe, or obey the good news, which is the gospel of God. Now, the household of God means the church, the church of God. That's what he's talking That's about right. when he said the household The judge of starts God. In, in the church. That's where it starts at first. Yes, that's, that's where he right. starts at first. And... It begins with the household of God, which is the church. Right. We, we we must think that the ones that know the word, read the word, understand the word, they got to stand before the creator first. Amen. He's going to judge those first. So if we're not doing what we should do, if we're not following the word of God, we're going to pay. And if we mislead someone, we're going to pay. That's right. If we, like he said, if we, if it starts with the household of God, then what should be the end of those who don't believe and don't obey the gospel? That's right. 
So this subject should be clearly understood. The subject, again, all goes back to the sanctuary. And the investigative judgment should be clearly understood by the people of God. All need a knowledge for themselves of the position and work of their great high priest. Otherwise, it will be impossible for them to exercise the faith which is essential at this time to occupy the position which God desires them to fill. Jesus will soon cease his work. The one who has stood as the intercessor, who hears all penitents, prayers, and confessions, who is represented with a rainbow, the symbol of grace and love encircling his head, is soon to cease his work in the heavenly sanctuary. Grace and mercy will then descend from the throne, and justice will take their place. He whom his people have looked will assume his rights, the office of supreme judgment. So we got to remember, right now, Jesus is our high priest in the sanctuary in heaven. So he is interceding for us right now. So time is still available, but we got to make a choice. Correct? Yes. He's interceding for us right now. So we make our choice who we want to serve, who we want to live for, and who we want to live in us. And that's right now. Because Jesus Christ is interceding for us right now. He's taking everything that we say, Thank our you. prayers, our Amen. everything, and fixing them up right before they go before the Father. That when they get there, they'll be right, they'll sound right, they'll be the right words. But there will be come a day when he will stand up and there will and be it will no, be done. It'll be done. There will be no more interceding for us. And I like the part where we talk about who is uh, the rainbow is a symbol of grace and love. And circling his head is soon to cease his work. That's beautiful because the heavenly sanctuary is above the clouds. And when we look up, we see the beautiful rainbow. That's right. Of grace and love. Grace and love is what the rainbow stands for. Is grace and love. Not for what man say it is, but what God said it was in the Bible. And his word is what the rainbow stands for. Not what we say it stands for. Not what we made it stand for. God has already told you what his rainbow stands for, what it means. And, and that's what it is. Grace. And it's, it's a simple between man that there will be no more water the next time but fire. This world will be destroyed by fire next time. No more water. Yeah, it's because what he said was, he correct. I have set my rainbow in the clouds and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will water become the flood to destroy all life. Amen. 
That's right. So that's that's the that's a covenant he has made with his people that the next time the earth will be destroyed with fire and not water. So that's the covenant that our Heavenly Father has made with us. That's what the rainbow stands for. And we're going to look at it in uh, Revelation chapter 4. So take your Bible and go to Revelation chapter and verse 3. And verse 3. And he who sat there appeared like the crystalline brightness of jasper and the fiery sardis, and circling the throne there was a halo that looked like a rainbow of emerald. Wow. You will say, and to my eyes he was like a jasper and a sardis stone, and there was an arch of light Round the high seat like an emerald. So there it is. Praise the Lord for his rainbow. Thank the Lord for his rainbow. It's a covenant between me and the earth, not to destroy the earth again with water. Thank the Lord for his symbol. Mm -hmm. I tell you, it's so wonderful to know that he has given me something that um, letting me know what his word is and what he's going to do. In these times. That's right. The purpose of the investigating judgment is to block out those confessed sins. In the typical service, only those who had come before God with confession and repentance and who sin through the blood of sin offering were transferred to the sanctuary, had a part in the service of the Day of Atonement. So in the great day of final atonement and investigative judgment, the only cases considered are those of the professed people of God, which is the judgment of the wicked is a distinct and separate work and takes place at a later period. Think about that. The judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first begin with us, what should the end be of them that obey not the gospel? That was in First Peter chapter four seventeen. Again, we gotta remember, in that great day, the judgment starts at the household of God. Yes. So, in other words, He is working on us as of now. The judgment is now. Right now. So we got to confess our sins. We got to repent and turn from our wicked ways so that we will be called up when it's that time for him to come get us. To review the character and lives of men, thus was presented to the prophet's vision the great and solemn day when the characters and the lives of men should pass in review before the judge of all earth and to every man should be rendered According to his work. According to his work. According Amen. to his work. That's the word. Amen. Amen. You gotta remember that every second of our life on earth is recorded in heaven. We are each given a page in heaven. In the book of God's providence, the volume of life, we are each given a page. The page contains every particular of our history. 
even the hairs of our head are numbered. God's children are never absent from his mind. Amen. Amen. Uh, God is good. He keeps a record of everything that everything. we do. See, uh, a record, just think about it. Mm -hmm. If we are being records of being kept, then you mean you are living your funeral right now. You're That's living right. it. You're living it. And when it's over, it's over. When it's over, it's over. For the God concerned, it's over. Now, man may lay you there and preach a good funeral and say you were this and say you were that, but it's over. God has already allowed your angel to keep a track of how you live and what you've done when you were living, whether it was good or bad. It's already been written in the book of life. When we get ready to go, then get ready to explain that you are correct. All our acts are recorded, whether good or bad. Opposite each name in the books of heaven is entered with terrible exactness. Every wrong word, every selfish act, every unfulfilled duty, and every secret sin, with every awful dissembling, heaven sent warning or reproofs neglected. Wasted moments, un and unapproved opportunities, the influence exerted for good or for evil. With this far-reaching result, all are chronicled by the recording of an angel. Hmm. Been recorded. Everything's been recorded. Everything. Things you see. Secret seeing people seeing that people don't even know you now. Yeah, things you think you have hidden. Yeah, will be brought to the light. Things that you think nobody know about but you. God will bring them to the light. Those things will be brought to the head. Mm -hmm. That they will be brought so people will know why you or I do not make it in. That's right. So, mm -hmm. so get it right. Get it right. Because if you don't, we'll know about it. God bring it all to the light. That's right. That's why day by day, the record of your words, your actions, your influence is being made in the books of heaven. This you must meet. Now we're going to go to uh, Malachi in the Old Testament. Malachi. 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 Malachi chapter 3 with Micah. Malachi, there it is, chapter 3, verse 16, chapter 3, verse 16, all our good deeds are written in the book of remembrance. You got to remember those, then those who fear the Lord talk often one to another, and the Lord listened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him of those who reverence and worshipfully fear the Lord and who thought on his name. Mm. Now, he, that book of remembrance is a book of recordings. It has been recorded. It was recorded in the book to be kept what? In the mind before him. For those who had the fear of the Lord. And gave thought to his name. 
Don't do that. So it's been like we told you, everything has been recorded mm -hmm. of your life and my life. Mm -hmm. So if you think that you can say, oh, I don't believe in God. I don't like this. I don't wrong. believe. Yeah. If you think you can say those things and think you're going to get by because you don't believe, go right ahead. Because the day is coming when you're going to have to pay for every word that you spoke. That's right. Yeah. So your best bet is that you spoke it, get on your knees. And, and ask the Lord for forgiveness. Ask the Lord for repentance. And Lord, repent and say, forgive me for my ignorance. Lord, forgive me. Show me the way. That's right, because our words of faith, our acts of love, are registered in heaven. In the book of God's remembrance, every deed of righteousness is immobilized. Immobilized. There, every temptation resisted, every evil overcome, every word of tender pity expressed is faithfully chronicled. In every act of sacrifice, every suffering and sorrow endured for Christ's sake is recorded. Amen. 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 They record in the book of God's remembrance the words of faith, the acts of love, the humility of the Spirit. And in that day, when every man's work shall be tried of what sort it is, the work of the humble Father of Christ will stand the test. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 13 and verse 43 in the New Testament. Matthew 13. Matthew 13 and verse 43. 43. All right. And then with the righteous, those who are upright and in right standing with God, shine forth like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Let him who has ears to hear be listening, and let him, let him consider and perceive and understand by him. Yep. Amen. 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 That's the word. You heard it. It's the word. You heard it. Believe it. God said it. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. And like you said, Christ said we will stand the test and will receive the condemnation of heaven. And we just spoke that. Then will the righteous, those who are upright and in right standing with God, shine forth like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Amen. What a blessing. What a blessing. The book of life contains the names of all who faithfully serve God. The book of life contains the names of all who have ever entered the service of God. Jesus saved his disciples. We're going to go look into Luke chapter 10 and verse 20. And verse 20. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are enrolled in heaven. That's right. Ooh, amen. It said, do, do be glad, however, because you have power over the Spirit, but because your name are recorded, are recorded in, heaven. in 
heaven. I, that, that, that's that's wonderful. That that's I, I just kind of hit my pant there because that's just <laughs> it just gave me something, give me a little chill. Like mm, that mm, is wonderful. I'm telling you that. that that's good. When you hear that, it's like thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We're gonna go to Philippians on that one, chapter four and verse three. I tell you, so thank you, Jesus. Amen. Chapter four, verse three. Three, and I exhort you too, my genuine yoke fellow, help these two women to keep on cooperating, for they have toiled along with me in the spreading of the good news, the gospel, as have Clement and the rest of my fellow workers. Whose names are in the book of life? The book of life. Do you hear life? Your name is in the book. Every one of us have a book of life, a book, a book of remembrance that's been kept on you and mm -hmm. only you. So you have got to live the life that will get you into the kingdom. Not me. That's right. You. You have got to live like God has asked you to live. Forgive like God asks you to forgive. Love like God has asked you to love. Share like God has asked you to share. Forgive like God has asked you to forgive. You got to do that, not me. And love your enemy like God has asked you to love your enemy. Because it's all put in your book of life, not mine. Not according to what I do. But what you do. Amen. In that case, we're going to go to the Old Testament and go to Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1. Chapter 12 and verse 1. All right. And at that time of the end, Michael should rise, the great angelic prince who defends and has charge of your Daniel's people. And there shall be a time of trouble, straightness, distress, such as never was since there was a nation till that time. But at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book of God's plan for his own. Again, written. Recorded, written, recorded in the book. Again, you're speaking of being recorded in, in that book. book of life again. Amen. He's telling you over and over again that your life is being recorded. Everything that we do. I mean, we're going from one side to the other. From the Old and, Testament to the New. So you can say you're a New Testament uh, Christian if you want to. It's still in the Old I mean, you got both testaments telling you it's talking about the recording of the book of life. Your life. And I got my book. Gina has book. her book. We all got our book of life. And it's been recorded. Our life has been put down. That's why he said the judgment is going to be like the flicker of an eye. Because we're being judged now. We're being judged as we speak. The way we live. That's why it's going to be so quick over with because God already know how we live, what kind of heart we have. 
That's right. And we're going to go to Revelation. We're going to the New Testament now. Oh, we're going to the New Testament. We're going to hear a little bit on the Revelation. New Testament. Yeah, okay. Chapter 21. Yes, sir. Revelation. All right. Chapter 21 and verse 27. 21, 27. All right. For nothing that defiled or profaned or is unwashed shall ever enter it, but only those whose names are recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. Again, Again we're talking about the Book of Life. Right. New Testament, whoa, hello, New Testament Christians. We're in the New Testament. Again, yes. we're talking about the Book of Life, your book. My book. Uh, my right. book. Again, obedience. We're going back to the obedience. And it's in the new book, the book of life. If you haven't done what God has told you to do, That's it's been written down, recorded, what you've done in your lifetime. Was it for God or was it for Satan? Yeah. Well, today you live for God. Today, you, yesterday you live for Satan. Today you live for for God this morning, this evening, live and say, it's all been recorded. It's all been recorded, whatever we do and say. That's right. So we're going to take a break now and come back with some more investigative judgment. We want you to keep it locked in on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour. Somebody can say, my God sits high. He looks down low. And everything he knows. So look at your neighbor and tell him, say, neighbor, my God knows it all. Everybody just put those hands together. For those of y'all that know the song already, y'all help me sing it. Oh, my God knows it all. Oh, my, my God 
like that, for those of y'all that's not ashamed of these cameras in here, I just dare you to move right now. One, two, three. J64 for Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour. Yes. We're talking about investigative judgment. Investigate judgment. I That's say. right. God knows it all. Whether you know it, whether you believe it or not, that's beside the point. But take it from someone that can tell you, God knows oh, it all. all. We have a loving, merciful, and just God. Yes. If we go to 1 John chapter 1, and verse 9, he says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to read this from the Amplified Version of the King James Version. If we freely admit that we have sinned and profess our sins, he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins, dismiss our lawlessness, and continuously cleanse us from all unrighteousness, everything not in conformity to his will, in purpose, thought, and action. Yeah, so if there it is. So if you feel that God won't forgive you, have you confessed? If you feel that God don't love you, have you confessed? If you feel that God don't love you, have you confessed? Have you talked to God? Have you got on your knees and told him your troubles, your problems, your sin, and asked him to forgive you? See, sometimes we feel that God won't forgive us. We too bad a person for God to forgive. It's simply because we haven't asked. We haven't asked, correct. Ask, and he says, and you shall receive. And that's why sometimes we feel, oh, I'm too bad a person. He won't forgive me. It's that you're too prideful to ask. Because if you ask, he will forgive. That's right. I'm going to go to verse 10 in that same 1 John 1, verse 10. If we say or claim we have not sinned, we contradict his word and make him out to be false and a liar. And his word is not in us. The divine message of the gospel is not in our hearts. So all he said, if you say you are not a sinner, you don't know him. Oh, you don't? And why? I can understand that. 
Because if you say you're not a sinner, mm. then the cross doesn't exist. And he did not send his son to die for you. Mm. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Think about it. Then you don't know him. You don't know. The cross doesn't exist. He did not send his son to die for you. And you don't know. So you don't know him. Wow. So now, he said, if we say that we have no, no sin, sin, we make him false, and his word is not us. In us. Whoa. Not in, in us. Right. So that, that not means in our his word is not in us. He don't know you, and you don't know him. That's it. So think about it when you say, I ain't no sinner. I've had people tell me that I don't yes. sin. Mm -hmm. Then you mean God did not go to the cross for you. He did not send his son to die for you. So basically you have already judged yourself. So you have already judged yourself. Right. Watch it now. Words. So you need to go get on your knees right there and say, Lord, Lord, have mercy on me. Please forgive me. I have just sinned against you. You see, we have to watch what we say. Satan will make you speak things he knows that will get you in trouble without having heavenly father. That's right. So, that's me, therefore. That's right. You just sin when you say that. Mm -hmm. You just sin. When you yes, say those is. words, you just sin. That's right. We got to remember that pardon is written opposite of our names. All who have truly repented of sin and by faith claim the blood of Christ as their atoning sacrifice have had pardon entered against their names in the books of heaven. And they have become partakers of the righteousness of Christ. And the characters are found to be in harmony with the law of God. Their sins will be blotted out, and they themselves will be accounted worthy of eternal life. Amen. But you got to repent. Now, also, you can go on repentant sins, which will not be pardoned. Sins that have not been repented of and forsaken will not be pardoned and blotted out in the books of record but will stand to witness against the sinner in the day of God. We're going to go to James chapter 5, verse 16. James chapter 5, 16. verse 16. Oh, boy, I love the word, because you know what? Mm -hmm. It makes me get myself together. It makes Every me day. realize I'm still dirty. Mm -hmm. I still need some cleansing. God needs to work on me. I just love the word because it made me look at myself and tell me what God I need, need to, to do. do. So James chapter 5 and verse 16, confess to one another therefore your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man maketh tremendous power availeth, dynamic in its work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yours say, so then 
make a statement of your sins to one another and say prayers for one another so that you may be made well. The prayer of a good man is full of power and is working. So don't walk around thinking that you all of this that you don't need to be prayed we need, for. We need to confess to each other and See? you pray for me and I pray for you. There you go. Don't feel that I can pray for you, but I don't need no prayer. I have somebody tell me, don't pray for me. Yeah. Don't pray for me. I want you to pray for me. If you hear my voice right now, pray for me. Amen. And you God. go to God. You go to God for me. Please go and go. You. you don't need to know my sin. You just tell them I got some. <laughs> Amen. So I'm going, I'm coming to you for Brother Thomas. I don't know his sin, don't need to know him, but you know what? He's in the plus, and if he's in the plus, he got some helping Jesus. Them unspoken prayer requests. That's the last one. Right. You got to remember there is a danger of delay. As the Holy Spirit is convicting us, let us make right with everyone before probation closes. Mm. When Jesus ceased to plead for man, the cases of all are forever decided. This is the time of reckoning with his servants, to those who have neglected the preparation of purity and holiness, which fits them to be waiting ones to welcome the Lord. The sun sets in gloom and darkness and rises not again. Probation closes. Christ's intercession ceases in heaven. This time finally comes suddenly upon us, all of us, and those who have neglected to purify their soul by obeying the truth are found sleeping. Oh. I don't want to be found sleeping. God that's why every day oh, confession, right. confession, repentance, com repentance, all of us. And you, that, that, that's all prayer is. Prayer is Repentance, that prayer is when you pray for somebody else and you pray for yourself, that's just repentance. You're God repentant just telling and God. praying for those who ask them, you know, when we forgive others and we're praying for them, that they may do the same. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. I tell you, that's the word. Okay. That's the word. I'm telling you, yes, sir. You got to remember, Jesus did not, does not change our character at his coming. That's why we got investigative judgment now. That's right why he's now. saying right now. Right now. Because if you have become estranged and have failed to be Bible Christians, be converted, for the character you bear in probation probationary time will be the character you will have at the coming of Christ. If you will be a saint in heaven, you must first be a saint on earth. earth. Oh, yes. The traits of character you cherish in life will not be changed by death or by the resurrection. You will come up from the grave with the same disposition you manifested in your home and in society. Jesus does not change the character and his coming. The work of transformation must be done now 
Our daily lives determine our destiny. Because you will go to the grave with the same character you have now. And you will wake up with that same character. If you don't get, get yourself right and pray and ask Jesus to change that character, that's the character you will go to the grave with. And that's the character you will come out of that grave with. That's exactly right. Because we're being everything that we do, from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed, our thoughts and everything is being recorded. So when the voice of God awakes the dead, he will come from the grave with the same appetites and passions, the same likes and dislikes that he cherished when living. God works no miracle to recreate a man who would not be recreated when he was granted every opportunity and provided with every faculty. So during his lifetime, he took no delight in God, nor found pleasure in his service. So his character is not in harmony with God. He could not be happy in the heavenly family. So many are deceiving themselves by thinking that the character will be transformed at the coming of Christ, but there will be no conversion of heart at his appearance. Amen. Oh, so I love that. now is the time. He's telling us whatever probation closes up there, or when we are called to lay be laid to rest, that's it. Yeah, probation is closed. When you call to lay to rest, if you haven't got yeah, before then, probation's closed. It's, you. it's closed. Because if you go to the grave and you're not right with God, that's it. God don't know you, that's it. Probation closed. Our defects of character must here be repented of. And through the grace of Christ, we must overcome them while probation shall last. This is a place for fitting up for the family above. You gotta remember that. Now, don't, Everything don't, yeah, that we I, do and say and think. I know some people say, oh, I'm waiting on that 11 hours. Mm. Oh, baby, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because if you know to do right and you don't, that's sin that's right sin. there. That's sin. That's it. That's sin. And you do not want to uh, uh, wait to 11 hour, hours. You don't want to do that. And, know, and you know what you've been doing is sin. Mm -hmm. And you say, I'm going to wait up on 11 hours. I can get it right then. Yeah. Don't you know some people die in their sleep? Some mm -hmm. people have a car accident yeah. and they take their last breath. That's don't, it. don't even get a chance to say a prayer. People get shot. Don't even get a chance to say their last prayer. Mm -hmm. Oh, there isn't no 11 hours for some people. And you may be one of those. I may be one of those. Get it right now. Why, why, you, why you may be found. Why you may find him. That's right. You got to remember, when the work of the investigative judgment closes, the destiny of all will have been decided for life or death. Probation has ended a short time before the appearing of the Lord in the clouds of heaven. When he comes, he is not to cleanse us of our sin, to remove from us the defects in our character, or to cure us of the infirmities of our tempers and dispositions. 
been wrought for us and all, this work will all be accomplished before that time. When the Lord comes, those who are holy will be holy still. Those who have preserved their bodies and spirits in holiness and sanctification and honor will then receive the finishing touch of immortality. But those who are unjust, unsanctified, and filthy will remain so forever. No work will then be done for them to remove their defects and give them holy character. That's why he said do it now. The refiner fire does not then sit to pursue his refining process and remove their sin and their corruption. It has to be done before probation closes. Yeah. Where's the eleven hour at that? There wasn't no eleven hour. Mm. Uh, That's right. Why? Yeah. So we gotta do it right now where we have time. We're gonna go to Second Peter chapter three. Second Peter three. Verse 9. Okay. The Lord does not delay and is not tardy or slow about what he promises, according to some people's conception of slowness. But he is long-suffering, extraordinarily patient towards you, not desiring that any should perish, but that all should turn to repentance. There you go. There you go. There you go. Now, he's saying this is the appointed time. That's right. Appointed time. It's the appointed time to surrender, to repent, ask the Lord to cleanse you. That's the everyday process in our lives today. As we hear his word and we hear his voice, and we should go. Follow the Lamb wherever the Lamb goes. So he's just sitting waiting on you and me. To turn from our evil ways. Mm -hmm. Turn. Repent. Turn from them. He, he, he don't want destruction to happen to any of us. He wants us to turn. He's giving mercy on us, waiting on us to yeah. turn. Mercy is given because you know what? If there was no mercy, you and I would be sitting here tonight. I would be sitting here uh, talking to you looking into the Word, discussing it with you, you wouldn't have your ears open, or you wouldn't be uh, sitting there about half sleep, or you wouldn't be saying, mm -hmm. oh, he don't know what he's talking about. None of this wouldn't be happening if there was no mercy waiting on you. That's right. Mercy is there. God is giving it to you because he don't want this to, to happen. Out. This to happen. This destruction to come over. Only he wants you to turn from your evil ways. Get it right. Amen. And we should therefore be drawing nearer and nearer to the Lord and be earnestly seeking that preparation necessary to enable us to stand in the battle in the day of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Let us all remember that God is holy and that none but holy beings can ever dwell in his presence. That's right. So we just want to thank you all for joining us for this Bible study hour with Investigative Judgment. And we will be back for closing prayer. I'm going to give you an email if you need prayer or you have Bible questions. 
So keep it locked in on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour. together for JDI recording artist, Pastor Norman Hutchins. Can we have some choice? Turn to your neighbor and tell them God is up to something. Come on, clap your hands. God is up to something. God is up to something, yeah. God is up to something. God is up to something, yeah. So get ready, get ready for your miracle.
Amen. Praise the Lord. We right. just want to thank you again. Amen. 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 It's time, and it was so nice to be with you tonight. I've enjoyed this Bible study. It's been so great. It's just so wonderful to get with you and study the Word of God. That's right. We got one more Bible scripture, and it's in Revelation chapter 16 and verse 15. And I'm reading from the King James Version, Amplified Version. Before, behold, I come. I'm going to come like a thief, blessed, happy to be envied is he who stays awake, alert, and who guards his clothes so that he may not be naked and have the shame of being seen exposed. Oh, mm. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Amen. Uh, Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight thanking you for this night that we uh, was able to get together, Father, reach your word together. Father, we just thank you so much. Father, we come to you, Lord, asking you to get us ready. Give us the strength, Father, to, to get ourselves ready for that day when you come to, pick, to get us, Lord. Give us strength, Father, to, to pray and, and, and ask and repent for our evil ways, our evil thoughts, Father. Give us the strength, Father, to get ourselves uh, prepared and come to you to ask you to forgive us for the evil things that we have in our life. Throw those things away, Father. Make a way for uh, you, Father, to come into our lives and, and let the Holy Spirit just fall on us, Lord. We know time is running out, Father. We have no more time to play and waste, Father. We know that time is just up on us. But we need you, Father, to help us, help us get our lives in order. Mm -hmm. So we pray tonight, Father, that you come into our lives and help us, Lord. We need, we need you and the more of the Holy Spirit, Father. Send it, pour it on us and help us, Father, get ourselves prepared. We know we have to do it now, mm -hmm. right now, Father, mm -hmm. not later. We know later is too late. Mm -hmm. We need you now, Father. We ask tonight more of the Holy Spirit to come up on us and help us prepare ourselves and get ready for the day of your coming. We ask this in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And we also want to give you our email address. And it's robtgina50 at gmail.com. If you need prayer or you have Bible questions, or even just let us know how we're doing. Send us an email. Drop us a line. And once again, may the wonders of heaven open, pour upon you a bundle of blessings. And we will also be back Friday, Lord's willing, same time from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. with Bible Study Hour. And have a blessed night.